Hey, Peter. Hey. Is this swinging? Yeah, it's swinging like a rusty fence. I'm Adam Menace. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast for some reason. Daily music advice coming to you in a brand new decade. January 1, 2020. Assuming we're all still here. We are still here. We're projecting in the future. Uh, this is not like the millennium. You remember when we went from 99 to 2000? I remember the Willennium. The Willennium. What was that? It was Will Smith's album. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Willennium. He was ahead of his time. Ah. So the millennium, there was a big fear that not that we were not going to be here, but all the computer systems and podcasting equipment was going to shut down. There were, first of all, there was no <laughs> podcasting equipment in, in Y2K. If Y2K, you see, yeah. you don't know about it. You read that on Wikipedia. No, you, I know about you it. I was millennial around. You. I was around, man. I was were 20 you? years old. 20, yeah. Okay. Come on. Did you play a gig that night on the millennium? Millennial. I mean the millennium. What was it? Millennium? You know what? Y2K. I want to say I did. I want to say that was, was a big gig night. It was a big gig night. I want to say Dopio Pay, as I recall. I was playing at that time with this really awesome um, Parliament Funkadelic tribute band, which is really fun, man. Like to play all that music. Oh yeah. The big it was a big band, yeah. and we played a bunch of great oh, parties, oh, and that oh, was oh. an especially wild night. I feel. Keep talking. I'm just. Oh, it was really great. Best part about that band is somehow yeah. the the lead singer, whose whole vibe was George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. He somehow got us into this warehouse on, down by the river here in, in downtown St. Louis. Take that, me to the river. And I hope I'm not selling him out here, but he got us in this warehouse where all the vintage clothes that come to St. Louis and go to things like Goodwill, but also yeah. like, you know, the vintage haberdashery and all like the mm. high end yeah. vintage clothing stores. It's all in one place down by the river, or at least it was then. And somehow we got a deal where we can go pick out clothes like vintage seventies clothes for a dollar a pound. They just gave us a bunch wow. of big plastic bags. And I bought like, I think I bought $70 worth of clothes and it was like an entire wardrobe of like, you know, the polyester bell bottoms and the big butterfly collars. And man, we were looking good. You were looking dope. Yeah. Dopio dope. And then, you know, it's fun being the keys player in a in a P-Funk cover band oh, because man. you're just doing all the, the flashlight bass lines right. and all the crazy weird strings. Yeah. And, you know, it's fun. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're in a, yet another decade, so that was we're reminiscing back uh, two decades ago. But this is exciting. This is 2020. Uh, thank you guys for being with us on the You'll Hear podcast here. We have a lot of exciting new things. Um, we can't even fully go into all of them. Well, some of them we can't. We got the new podcast. We can't because we don't know fully. No, well, we know about the new podcast because that's actually being built. And that's it's amazing. right next door. But it's going to be a brand new setup. Super big than ever. upgrade. Big upgrade. Two new yeah. hosts. That's the biggest upgrade. <laughs> no, we're going to be the same old host, but upgraded us. New intelligent 2020s. Are we going to have to like dress up or? No, we're dressing down. Dressing down. Way down. Way down. Well, not way down. Can I still wear my blues hat? You can wear your blues hat. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we're going to have some new keyboard set up. We're going to be a little bit more music focused. I mean, we're pretty music focused, but I mean, actual playing music. We're, well, we're gonna have the ability to. We don't know where it's gonna go. Well, yeah, we're gonna let it take us. We're gonna let the music take us where it, where it, where it will. Right. The flying V. That's all I'm saying. And we've got a brand new YouTube channel. Like, I'm just gonna put it all out there. Oh yeah, tell me about the YouTube, YouTube channel. Brand new YouTube channel. Um, I don't know the timing of this, but you can kind of hunt around. We're not gonna 
push it quite yet, but if you find it, feel free to subscribe there. And we're gonna we've always put these up on the YouTubes, and we have a great following there on the YouTubes. On the YouTubes, yeah, we're going multiple. We're going YouTubes all around the worlds. Um, and we might even do a little. We might open things up to the community for a little translation because we've had some interest in that. Oh, cool. And there's a feature on there. I don't know if you know about this, where anybody. Well, we hope they're a native speaker of that can go through and um, put a translation up in their native tongue if they so uh, desire. So we're going to open that up on the YouTubes in case anybody wants to do that yeah, because be we do have a lot of listeners around the world. That'd be amazing. They mostly listen in English due to the fact that we speak in English. Barely. Barely. <laughs> uh, we got a speak pipe here from uh, Peter. Hey. And it's a Peter we know. Okay. Not me. No. Because Peter's traveled together. Oh, wait. I got the headphones on. Hold on. Yeah, get those headphones off. Uh, this is from our friend Peter Palermo, across okay. the street at the Sheldon Concert Hall. Ooh, putting his name out there. That's yeah, right. yeah. Okay, that's, all no, it's, 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 it's Peter. Okay, okay. Hi guys, Peter, long time listener, first time caller. You guys talk about swing a lot. I hear ooh, so many jazz musicians talk about swing, but I would like to hear you talk about what swing is. What makes it swing? When is it not swinging? And that's it. <laughs> and he's out. <laughs> he's a busy guy. Uh, he is a busy guy. He asked, and we're going to answer it. Thank you, Peter, for the question. Okay, what makes it? Okay, what is swing? I heard three questions. Yep. All related, obviously. What yep. is swing? Yep. What makes it swing? Uh-huh. And when is it not swinging? Was that the last yeah, one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, should we tackle the first one? What is swing? Yeah, it should be easy. Yeah, <laughs> not controversial. Do you have Webster's pulled up? Yeah. You know, okay, this, I think, first of all, is obviously difficult to answer. And, you know, the classic is listen to, um, we should put the time up. We're going to do that. I, I don't have it right in front of me. The Oscar Peterson trio um, playing Tin Tin Deo. You love that. There's a particular yeah. place in that in which I always say that defines swing. So that's a little bit of a cop-out. So we're going to go a little deeper, but I would just refer everybody to that. And if we're allowed to, we're going to, I think we can, we can do that now. We're going to drift in just to hear that. Let's, let's take a listen. Now that's swing, right? For sure. You know, so now what is it that makes that swing? Okay, yeah. So Ray Brown, Ed Thigpen, Oscar Peterson swinging. I think coming out of a different groove, you get to get to really, because they're always swinging. It's not like, why is that swinging more than other things? They're coming out of a groove. There's a simplicity to it there. So we can really hear what those elements are. But it could be very easy for somebody to sort of transcribe that or to play that exact same drum groove or bass notes. And it wouldn't be swinging. Right, so yeah. that's where the rub is. I would Easily. say, yeah. We have a, our sound slice feature here, uh, where we can have the computer play uh, what the notes that you you know were yeah. playing very swingingly, yeah. And the computer plays them, and it is not as swinging. A- AI has not been matched up with swing, but it's coming. The robots are coming yeah. for us, you know. Um, no, but so I think that they're. It really is almost sort of an- overanalyzed and and given too much significance and like. I like to demystify it as opposed to make it as like this, this, this like private mystical thing that no one can get to. It's actually one of the easier elements I think of jazz music, 
um, is the swing. And we're, what we're talking about, and, and look, what is swing in terms of different grooves? I don't even, I have a very, I think we have a very expansive view in terms of that. Yep. It can be a lot of, but we're talking about the kind of obvious, typical ding, 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 you know, like I'm not a good singer, but I know what a swinging bass line sounds like. Yep. And it's really not that hard for you to make it swing. But ding, 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 ding. There's the time and the tempo. Mm-hmm. Not metronomic, but in a steady groove. That's yep. an important element mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. it. There's the stability of each of the quarter notes in the bass line. Mm-hmm. And, and this would be manifested no matter what you're playing. Because a lot of times we think, oh, it's so easy to describe how a swinging bass line feels. But that can be... You know, transfer to a way a trumpet player. So if the bass is like you're still hearing that, this does not sound swinging now that I'm doing it. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I do know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but the bass line, we're always hearing that. That's like the foundation of so. And this whole thing of like, well, it's only swinging if it's going. Ding, 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 no. Two. Four, one, two. That's not swing. No. Now, I do think that it can work to have a slight emphasis on the two and four, right? But ding, 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 ding. You like my... I do. You like this? Yeah, no, it's a great pantomime of a bass. <laughs> it's a little bigger. So you can have a little bit, but that's not even really necessary. But I think that steady groove, that confident groove, um, it's a, it's like a danceable thing. It's it's uh, steady. Have I said steady enough? You have, but you know what? I think I think you made a really important point when you said steady groove, but not metronomic. Because to me, swing, no matter what the groove, whether that's a straight, you know, straight ahead swing, you know, two feel or 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 four um, uh, feel, yeah. or say like Adu Ribeiro playing a maraca two, you know, yeah. like. A, a Brazilian groove that is obviously swinging. Yeah. To me, what makes it is this combination, right, of super solid and steady. Yeah. And then some humanness where yeah. you add syncopation and you pull and push against the rhythm. That's yes. where the swing comes in. Syncopation. That's, that's where the rub is. I think swing and syncopation go hand in hand. You can't just have square rhythms played steady and that's swing. That's not how I that I am works. not swinging. I am a square robot trying to play jazz. You know the the music that was that was awesome. <laughs> the music that 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 pulls us in pulls us in because there's so much humanity to it. There's so yeah. much soul and feeling and and the intangible qualities of art that make us smile and feel good or feel terrible. Yeah. But that only happens by that rub between you know uh, in this case the rhythmic rub on and off the beat against it uh, behind it. We we had um. Ulysses Owens Jr. and Ruben Rogers in here shooting their course, The Art of Swing, available ooh, now at studiojazz.com. They're, they're putting it out there with that. I mean, the, but they go kind of deep into it, and yeah. they talk about that a lot, that they're, you know, while we're, 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 we're all on the same steady grid, yeah. we are pulling and pushing each other yeah. back and forth on it, and that's what makes it swing. And yes. then you add in syncopation, yes. yeah. which syncopation is not just playing, like you said, on two and four or off beats yeah. or, or down beats. It's this combination of downbeat, upbeat. Yeah, you know, it's that play—the play between the, the two. Dramatic flair, uh, and adding some anticipation. Nature boy, Ric Flair. Yeah, woo. Yeah, setting people up and then you know defying expectations. Yeah. That is what syncopation means to me. Combined with this push-pull against the steady groove. This is why things like you know like a funk groove, like a P-funk groove, is can feel swinging. You know, yes. it's because I mean it's not like a swing rhythm, but swing. it has the it's same swing. elements. It's why 
uh, a samba can feel swinging because yeah. it has this push pull against the steady beat, you know, and and has syncopation that makes you uh, sets you up for one thing and then delivers something else, and that feels awesome. And I think that the dance element, and I can even see like as you're describing, I can't no, you, I can't describe kinda, it without moving. Yeah, it's hard. And enough. so I think that's important, even though you know traditionally the jazz historians and you know sort of jazz theorists sometimes will say like. The music in the swing era was a dance music, and then bebop came along, and it became an intellectual, heroin-induced club music or whatever. And that's that's BS, right? Yeah. I think that the 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 music has always had that dance element, and you know, yes, the music changed and post-bop and whatever you want to call it, you know. But I think that that the element of the groove of swing, which has basically not changed since the earliest forms of this music that you can hear. Mm-hmm. Um, up until the way people play now with with not even getting into these more these other kinds of grooves with the international flair and stuff just with your kind of basic 4/4 four, four. but even if it's like a 5 you know that's a that's got a dance element to it the example you used of Tintindeo yeah. even the part before they go to the swing to the yeah. tipping yeah. was swinging exactly the way they played it the, the push and pull right. the afro cuban yep. feel the way they were playing it was swing because they had the syncopation. They had that push-pull against the rhythm. Speaking of dancing to bebop, so um, when I was at the new school, I had a great class, a combo class with Joe Chambers. Mm. And he talked about – we were playing some – Joe be- can go dark, though. He can, he can go a, dark. I hope he was being positive, Joe. He was a gruff dude. <laughs> but I learned so much from him just yeah, being around genius, him. genius. And he talked about when they were kid, when he was a kid – they would dance in the basements to bebop, yeah. like like you know like have a party and be dancing like a, as a party to bebop. They call it a bebop dance. Party? And then he kind of he you know, he demonstrated he a little a bit, little, uh, and I was like, that little, looks like bebop. Like you could man. see the moves. You yeah. know, anybody who's ever played, I was speaking into that 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 P funk cover band. That's I kind of actually learned a lot about music watching yeah. people dance to the music I was playing. Yeah, because you can see how that works. I'm right now. I've been in this tango band for a few years, and in Sometimes we get to play uh, malangas with with dancers, mm. and there's nothing better than seeing if your phrasing is working because you can see it in the dancers. You can see how they're moving. Yeah. To you know what I mean. So yeah. there's like immediate feedback, and there's this historic connection between music and dance that is unavoidable. Yeah. I think it's important, and I think you know maybe some of you might think it's a little bit of a cop out when we say you know how do you know if it's swinging if you can dance to it. But I would just say that I really believe in that. Maybe not like, oh, I'm doing this specific dance, but at least like you want to tap your foot, you 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 feel something. There's a groove there. It loosens your hips. That loose, yeah, exactly. I mean, like that's really now. Can you say that about any good music? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so that's our biggest cop out. It's like if you're listening to you know Beethoven's Sixth Symphony, um, or what's the one? It's not like a steady kind of groove, but it's the same kind of like you get that lilt, you get something, you get that good feeling that um, is definitely associated with dance or whatever. So, you know. What is swing? We don't know, but we know when we hear it. See, we knew it was going to come back to that. I actually right? think we did a pretty okay job defining I think we did a great some, of the, job. some of the crucial. This is the 2020s. Get it? You know, it's the jazz age. You know what I'm saying? The roaring right. 20s. <laughs> the roaring 20s. The, the Great Depression is right around the corner. That's Well, and that's the thing, too, like swing. So we were talking about even starting from that baseline, and we need to get into uh, the question of what is not swinging. That's everything that doesn't feel good and doesn't make you want to tap your yep. feet. But, no, this idea of like... 
gigging. Like even within a baseline, you can get like some syncopation. You don't necessarily oh, sure. need it because you're already using your imagination as to what's going to go on it. But like if a bass player is playing by themselves, you know, like drop some bombs. Exactly. Oh, hello. That's all you need. The better you do it, that's all. And and even like a boop 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 boom. It's not just a shum like a classical trip. It's like get like there's a syncopation built into it. Let's just do a whole episode where we trade trade syncopation and right now. Let's let's do a little. I mean we have kinda have been. Okay. Ding <laughs> we have so much better range than our actual bass. Um, we both pulled out the shop up a bomb bomb drop the bomb Baba Daboo. But no, I think Baba Daboo. So I, I think that yeah, I would just encourage everybody hopefully if if nothing else, you know, we we want to demystify swing because this is just like this should be I think we do a disservice in the so called jazz academic world. Um, when we make this into like this big mystery, this is something that I think a listener should know, be able to know and have credit for understanding just as much as a practitioner. Yep. You know what I mean? There shouldn't be this big separation, just like a tango, a great tango dancer is going to understand on an intuitive level, just like a great tango musician. They may not be able to break down the the technical connection between the harmonic form and the rhythmic intensity and all that, but they don't need to because they understand that in a way that's actually deeper, mm-hmm. like from that from a dance from a human standpoint. Oh, they're very dogmatic about it too. No, the I'm dancers sure. really need I'm it sure. to be feeling the right way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, now let's just talk a little bit about what is not swinging. And I would just say, you know, th- there's things that are not swinging, and then there's things that break up the swing. I think most musicians that I've heard that can swing kind of consistently. Mm-hmm. Rarely don't swing, so mm-hmm. to speak. I don't know. This is some controversy. There's some great musician. I won't mention his or her name that really believes, like, man, this is swinging. No, now it's not swinging. Like, I kind of feel like there's different ways to play in different styles and approaches. But if you're generally swinging, it's kind of like an accent or an af, not like a, a genre or, or or a way of speaking or whatever. Right. Yeah, you're gonna kind of not speak as well someday. But whatever your accent is is what it is. And if that includes kind of a swinging thing, that's gonna come out no matter what. For sure, it's part and, of your style. And it's and it's it's changed stylistically over the years, but it's still kind of a fundamental principle. You know, Louis Armstrong, Jacob Collier, they both use these same elements, right. but they're both swinging. Like, yeah. Speaking of swinging, Louis Armstrong, he can swing with a, like a whole note held out somehow. I don't know how he does that. He could swing a rusty. He could turn a rusty gate into a finely gliding WD forty situation. Um, yeah, and, and you know, a lot of like he was such a powerful force, uh, a cultural and musical force that he kind of defined Louis Armstrong. Really defined in a lot of ways what we. I mean, not necessarily what we think of swing, because I don't know that it was codified in a way. And he was there was people before him that certainly were swinging. He modernized it. He modernized it in a way that really still lasts, even if people don't like. Well, I never really listened to him. You, 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 you latched onto that like the same the same way like Shakespeare affected English. Sure, you don't have to study it; like it just comes to you. So it's, it's just a force. There's the same beats. There's the same structure, yeah. and we still hear his swing today. Yeah, all, all over the place. It's amazing. And, and then I would just we don't have to go a lot on the negative as far as what's not swinging. I think that there's a stiffness sometimes the way that people play that to me is not really swinging. Like if you're kind of trying to play within the tradition, not, and not like a, a narrow tradition, like anywhere sort of in the in the jazz or creative space, and there's a way of playing where it's either so loose. I mean, I love like playing loose. There's ways to really swing and like 
very flexible beat and everything, but there's almost like an inattention to detail where and, and a lack of self awareness the mm-hmm. way. And this is usually no knock. This is more like less experienced players sure. really that haven't quite. And they usually know. Like if you listen, you kind of know if you're locked in or not yep. um, to the swing. And so yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff when you're when you. But it's just like anything. It's just like learning to play in tune. Learning to play. You know, on the piano, we don't worry about playing in tune because that's not part of our thing. The piano is either. In tune I keep or not. a tuning wrench with me at all times. Well, yeah, so you're you're better than most. <laughs> but like for trumpet player, like that's a like you spend a lot of time of like course. locking in, then your ears acclimate. So I mean, it's very much the same way with swing. We first you have to kind of f- hear it and feel it, and that's that's the part I want people to know is easy. Yeah, like you can hear and tell if something is swinging just as well as me. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, and so now whether or not you can play, yeah, that takes some skill and some time or whatever. But it's no different than learning to play in tune it's no different different than playing in different keys and you can get better at it and then it starts to become automatic and then then it's fun yeah awesome thank you peter for the question it's That's a, right. it's a great eternal question in uh this music and happy to uh to give our two cents off and i would just say like from and i don't even know if he was asking so much from a classical standpoint but this is something we definitely get from classical musicians there's two things classical musicians often ask like oh man how do you like they love jazz and want to play it yeah. oh but how do i learn how to swing that seems so like that is just a matter of experience. I don't think there's anything innately like, like like from a classical training because I went through a lot of that that trains you against it. But there's not necessarily something built in. I mean, there's like built in how to learn to play the instrument, but the approach to the groove mm-hmm. is very different. Yeah, it's not like 180 degrees different, but it's like 90 degrees different in in a lot of jazz music and a lot of classical. Now, obviously, there's a lot of influences on each other, but you look at something like Stravinsky. Um, and and a lot of bar talk. I mean, a lot. Of, I was gonna say modern composers. That's like last century, last like century. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like talk about. But you have a lot of influence Ravel from jazz and coming over, and also just from kind of like blues and groove based music mm-hmm. that was very influential on these composers. And so you hear those elements in there, and you hear them executed very well by conductors and players and stuff. So it just kind of to me shows to the humanity of music and 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 influences and how anybody can play good music. You know, for if sure. You want to for sure. Cool. Hey, uh, visit us at Jen if you're going to be a Jen in New Orleans. We haven't gone yet. I feel like the we birthplace of swing. No, we haven't gone yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, dude, we're, we're going to lock in. We're having a good we're gonna time. We're going to lock in. Uh, you can see Peter on the seventh for his TED talk. You can see uh, Peter and I for our live. You'll hear it on the ninth. Come get some. You'll hear it in Open Studio Swag. Yeah, b- visit us at booth seven one eight, booth seven eighteen. And we're doing a big giveaway for Adam Manis's blues hat. No. No, we're not. No, His we're truck not. Blues Are you me? You got a couple of those, don't you? We could. No, this is my only one. Because blues, music. Okay. Anyway. Well, until we see you in New Orleans. Oh, gosh. You'll hear it. I don't think they're coming. Well, should we just call it a night? Whatever, let's just go. Okay. Hey! Hello, my sexies. Deirdre Reynolds. We've been waiting around for hours. Oh, sorry we're moving so slow. We just got back from Nolens. You know, moving like a gator down Bourbon Street. <laughs> Blame Nolens. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. Nolens? No. Uh, you know, when you've been to Nolens, the, <laughs> the slow gets inside you and it. Sticks to your bones. Mm, like Nolan's molasses. I grew up in New Orleans and I've never heard of Nolan's molasses. Have y'all been to Nolan's? I 
he just said he was from there. Yeah, you were there for two days. Oh my God, you've got mm. to go to mm. Nala's. <laughs> you know, it is filled with juicy jazz and squalling trumpets and tiny, tiny little crawdaddies. You put Paris in a swamp and that's Nala's in a nutshell, baby. Can we get the check? Even the mosquitoes, they sashay through the Nala's air. Oh, and when they bite you, you don't go, ow. You go, Oh. <laughs> Is that true, Phil? No, not at all. They're just mosquitoes. When they bite you, you say, ow, not, oh. 